So I, I have to start by saying that uh, Dan is under the weather, and in the interest of keeping me uh, above the weather, we are doing this outside. This is breaking ground for us. I don't know how this will work from like an audio quality standpoint. You might hear birds and rustling leaves and wind in the background, but think of that as an aesthetic feature instead of a failing on our part. Um, and I'm wearing a mask and my winter coat and my slippers. So. Right, yeah. So yeah, Dan will sound a little muffled, but that's probably fine. Um, and I might yeah. cough a few times too, so I'll try. Yeah, we, we, we as always, appreciate your patience. And we have to say, we... Prompt. So there will be two episodes today. We've decided. We promised to do a non-bike episode, and we have come through with that. We're about to record it. But before we do, we wanted to go over the. Um, uh, we well, I guess before that even, we have one question. It's just one tiny little bike question we're going to answer, and then we promise we'll do the non-cycling uh, episode, and then and then here we're going to do the uh, the awards from last week. Um, so really quick, Dan. So basically, we... as a technicality, so we could achieve an episode without talking about bikes, we had to split this up into two episodes. Right. So this episode, so this episode we are actually talking about bikes. Yes. And then the next one we record, we're not going to talk about bikes because, you know, as we were planning the this episode, a lot of bike things came up that we really wanted to talk about. So, so we weren't breaking our promise. We're splitting it up. Right, yeah. So like this episode, we're going to just answer this one bike question really quick, do bike-related awards, and then we'll be releasing another episode in like half an hour, um, if you're that on, on the beat, um, where we will go over um, uh, the uh, the non-bike stuff that we've prepared, which I think is actually pretty interesting. Um, but yeah, before that, we'll knock out the, the bike question, Dan. I'll, 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 let, I'll let you take care of that really quick. Okay, I thought this is something we had to address on a time-appropriate basis. Um, because it has to deal with Frog Hollow, which comes up, I think, next weekend. Yes, I do believe so. Um, anyhow, this question was from Drew Derrick. He said, hey, Dan, I have an idea for your podcast. You should maybe talk about nutrition during a 24-hour endurance race and how to pace yourself because a lot of us are headed down to Frog Hollow next weekend. Okay, so um, so Frog Hollow is it's a, it's a relay race, and I think teams are either like, two, three, or four, similar to the Mesa Verde race, except this one's 24 hours. And I think Drew is doing it in a duo. So in theory, they could each be racing for 12 hours. 12-ish 12, 12 hours of racing, which is no small feat. And, and it's kind of an interesting type of race too, because I can think of races where you would be doing 12 hours solid, but this 12 hours, you have like an hour break in between each lap, you know, so. So it's almost like 12 midweeks 12 midweeks yeah which as you all know that would be extremely difficult to do and he so he was just wondering about nutrition and pacing which you know that is the key to this type of event is nutrition and pacing you know we've we've talked about nutrition before and you know nutrition's extremely important in like an, a 90 minute race like cross country races like you guys are used to doing but it comes increasingly more important in longer events in fact that's where you want to try and push the upper limits of, of your carbohydrate intake. Um, you know, 60 to 90 grams is, is something that could be achieved, but not without practice. Um, but yeah, you're definitely going to want to err on the higher side of carbohydrate intake. Um, I think a lot of kids are doing it in teams of like four and yeah, I think that's, that's going to be a little bit more manageable, but, um, one thing you'll find on these races, especially for Drew, who's doing just in a duo, is, you know, you'll find at the beginning of the race, um, 
it's going to feel like a race and it's going to feel fast and hard and stuff. But in some ways you can almost chill out because by the end of the race, people are kind of toast and especially people in your category. And, and by the end of the race, you might wish you might have been a little more conservative with your, with, with how you're burning your matches and so forth at the beginning. Just know that at the end of the race, it's going to be a completely different type of lap effort. 12 will feel very different to lap one. And, and like to, to push Dan's point a little more, like, um, having a proper nutrition strategy is critical in a cross country race, like a 90 minute cross country race. It is essential in a race this long. You it's the secret. It's like the key ingredient right there. Cause, right. cause basically when you're doing an effort like point to or a ride, like point to point, as long as you can keep eating, you can keep riding. But once you can't eat anymore, there's a timer, the timer yeah. starts ticking on how much time. And like, that's for me, that's been like the biggest reason I struggle with the long rides is I struggle with nutrition. You know, yeah, you don't have enough glycogen stores to do this type of effort. And so yeah, you, it, you can play fast and loose with nutrition in a midweek or in a cross race or even in an ICA race. You cannot play fast and loose with your nutrition and endurance events. It is not a, a thing. It's like, it doesn't matter how good your willpower is. Your body will shut down. Yeah. So just make sure to stay on top of your hydration, your nutrition. We did a nutrition podcast not long ago. Maybe go back and listen to that. But this is where it's going to really just be just absolutely imperative. Um, like I say, pacing. You know, a lot of people, like when they do something like point to point, they always regret that they start started out too hard. And I mean, this will be a race. You'll be racing people. So that first lap might cost by, you a little bit. By necessity, there might be uh, a little bit of extra effort expended on the first one or two laps, but settle in. Yeah, settle in quick because you'll, you'll be able, if you have extra energy at the, ex, the end of the race, you'll be able to make up any time lost from the beginning just by pacing smartly i'd also say for those for you young people who are racing in large groups um you have to kind of take some risks to perform on on the descent to perform in an ICA race i would maybe dissuade you from doing that here especially where you're going to be tired and stuff and if you drop out of the race because you break a rim or you crash and break your wrist or something that's going to really really hurt your team so i'd say maybe you know be a little conservative on your descents, maybe go 10 seconds slower on the whole descent than you would anywhere else, especially if you're in the dark, like don't be taking insane risks on long races, especially if you're doing laps in the dark, which I think everyone has to, right? Yeah. yeah I, think, I think, yeah. So, so um, be very careful too. You know, and unless you have, you know, unless you planned your season weird and you really haven't peaked yet, I, I think that this race should just like the number one priority of this race is just to have fun and goof off with friends. You know, yeah, have a good time. Don't take it too seriously. Just mm. go out there, have fun. If this race doesn't go well, you better not cry about it. You know, like yeah, just it's just, it's for fun. If this race isn't for fun, it's a psychotic thing to do because it's kind of miserable. Um, uh, so yeah, have fun. Have a lot of fun. Have as much fun as you possibly can because this will probably be the last mountain bike event of the year, huh? Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, unless so. you're doing some cross, Jamerson. You know, unless you're Jamerson and you're so into the cross, you know. <laughs> another another little piece of I'd save the caffeine for later. Um, don't don't start using caffeine too early into the event. Save don't let that. any don't let any Nike officials hear you, Dan. Careful, well, this isn't a Nike race. So. <laughs> but still, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, mostly just have fun. Have fun. Be safe. Eat and, food. Uh, drink uh, water. Drink water. Yeah. Take naps if you can. There you go. And now we'll jump into the uh, to the awards.
As always, we want to thank our sponsor, the Norden Group of Salt Lake City. Why do portfolios of large institutions, endowments, and pensions look so different than the portfolios of high net worth individuals and families? The philosophy at the Norden Group is that you should invest your portfolio like an institution. This approach leads to complete transparency. Some key questions to ask yourself. What do I really own? How much am I paying in fees? What costs am I paying that are not disclosed? Would I be better off in a low-cost index fund? At the Norden Group, we conduct what is called a portfolio audit, which can help reveal these and other important details. Call us to set up your appointment. And as always, if you folks have, you know, seven or eight figures worth of investable wealth, um, these are the guys that you want in your corner. These are honest, ethical professionals who can help you at every step along the way. Uh, They're the allies that you need on your side. Investment advisor services offered through Townsquare Capital LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. SEC registration does not constitute an endorsement of the firm by the commission, nor does it indicate that the advisor has attained a particular level of skill or ability. Townsquare is not affiliated with any other named entity. All right, so as, as many of you saw about a week ago, I went on Instagram and posted a survey for people to nominate uh, individuals they thought were deserving of several different categories that we've decided to recognize. Before we do this, especially just having come off states last weekend, everybody did an amazing job. Like there was, there was nobody that I watched at States that I was like, man, what a bum, you know, they're lame. They didn't have a good season, right? Everybody did a very good job. It's very difficult to pick individuals to highlight, um, which is why we, we kind of made it a collaborative thing. We want you to nominate. We're going to give some of our feedback and stuff. If you, um, don't hear your name mentioned, um, that doesn't mean we don't think you're awesome. I just want to make that very clear. There were too many amazing performances across the whole season for us to mention in, in a show that's under like nine hours long. Um, and also we want to, in the future, do more shout outs to individual writers. So if you're ever aware of a writer that needs a shout out, that deserves a shout out, just let us know and we can throw it into any episode, you know? So this was just yeah. mostly a chance to be able to shout out more writers. And also like if you would ever, if you're like uncomfortable with us shouting you out or anything, just let us know. Like if you don't want to be mentioned on this podcast, just let me know, you know, and we won't, but we do want to do a better job of recognizing people because like there were some really cool things that happened this season. Um, so again, if you are not mentioned by name here, that doesn't mean we think you're lame. Uh, we, we love you all the same. Um, uh, but the, the categories that we decided to recognize were, were performance of the year, essentially what, what ride or effort or race, um, really deserves recognition as, as, as being, you know, uh, you know, like, like if somebody has an amazing ride at States or if we, we had people nominated for Everesting, you know, uh, point to point, like a lot of, a, a lot of cool things that we decided to do comeback of the year, you know, recognize somebody who achieved really great things despite having setbacks. We wanted you to nominate for coach of the year, which was really difficult because we had, I mean, everybody who coaches for this team is absolutely wonderful. And without you, it, it's like a cliche to say it wouldn't be possible without you, but it, it truly wouldn't. Um, Dan and I can't do this on our own. Um, and then we also wanted to recognize the breakthrough of the year, somebody who had their first, you know, kind of breakout season, a name we started talking about. And then we also wanted to take nominations for the funnest writer and the classiest writer. And to kind of like clarifying those, the funnest is just somebody who makes cycling the best part of your day. Somebody who is always the best to go and ride with, who you always look forward to opportunity, you know, like has a good attitude and stuff. Um, and then for the classiest, we wanted somebody who really exemplifies what we're looking to develop in this team, you know, like, like when you say class, not just like the way you look on the bike, I think that's part of it, but you know, like the way that you act, the way that you treat other people racing with, with guts and panache and stuff like that. And I was, I was just telling Dan, I thought it was so cool how many people nominated, um, for these. So I'm going to read them off. We'll, we'll talk a little bit. We'll, we'll have maybe some honorable mentions here and there. Um, but to start with, uh, 
performance of the year 2022 uh, goes to Stella Gillespie and Isaac Zabriskie for their efforts at States last weekend. And I think that is very well deserved. Absolutely. Because as y'all know, Isaac got kind of in a pile up in the beginning. He was extremely far back at the at the start and it looked like he, it, it just looked like it wasn't going to go well for him. But he just dug in there and just kept climbing back up and climbing back up throughout the entire race and and ended up finishing in a great position but it was just it was just super classy super cool effort and we we talked a little bit about us about Stella's ride last week just it was just kind of just such a surprise for her but she was just it was just such a cool race seeing her you know seeing someone that's she rides a lot and she um you know it's just cool to see her just have this this humble little girl just have this super surprise, awesome race. You know, it was just fun to watch. And it was, it's interesting because Isaac and Stella kind of represent different races in a lot of ways. That Stella had this like breakout where everything went right and she just capitalized on it and, and like did just everything was perfect. Isaac almost like Isaac candidly was like our top nominee for comeback of the year too. You know, because that, and that's exactly what we're talking about there. And I remember watching the race at that like second road and counting people. I'm like, where is Isaac? Where, where's he go? And then I saw him come through and I was like, dude, does he finish? You know, Cause like if I was in Isaac's situation, I'd have pulled out. It's the overall doesn't matter. It's just that one day. I'm like, my race is over. My day's over. And not only did Isaac put in like an amazing physical performance, like I'm sure his power numbers were just earth shatteringly good. The amount of like grit and class that it takes. It, it was a keep, mental performance. To for keep sure. putting in your best after something like that happens. I mean, like, I, I can't I can't say enough good things about like if, if I could pick one thing or one period of time to represent what I want to see in Maybird, it would be Isaac Zabriskie's states race. So like bravo to both of these riders and Stella too. Like man, and and it's like it's yeah, hard to Stella nominate somebody for cool. one category because these also exemplify class. Oh, I mean, there were so many freshman girls that just yeah were just dominating this year just oh that, yeah. that group of girls are just so i'm so awesome. excited to see them in varsity and then world cups like yeah. seriously like that's what we're we're, we're talking i mean so yeah. yeah the future the future looks bright with our freshman girls oh my sure. gosh yeah um yeah so like congratulations to both of you again we don't have anything to give you I, we should we'll look like plaques or something next year um we could do ding dongs again. We could do ding dong. We'll deliver a ding dong to your house, maybe, no, if we, we feel like it. Not. No, we won't. Um, uh, next category uh, for comeback of the year, uh, we have Stuart Pankey and Lizzie Pugh. Okay. So, Stuart Pankey, uh, I, I think it was his collarbone that he broke, and he wasn't allowed to ride outside pretty much all season. So, you should go, go look at his Strava and just see how consistently he's whifted all season long. Yeah, somebody who has dealt cards that would have put most people off the bike. Like it's like this sucks. Why why would I why would I keep trying? You know, like breaking your collarbone sucks. Yeah, and so his fitness was was good. His bike handling not as good. I think he crashed a few times after he got back on the bike because um, he didn't have the same experience off road as you would if you did a lot of your training on the bike. But he he managed to maintain his fitness. He ma- maintained his body composition. He looks great. Um, but he spent almost his entire summers whifting. And, and the amount of like mental fortitude it takes to do that consistently and productively is stunning. Like Stuart, go to med school, man. You've got, you've got the, the grit for it. Like that is so, 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 so impressive. And then Lizzie Pugh as well. Yeah. Holy Lizzie smokes. Pugh. Um, she, she, she broke her pelvis in several places and was extremely discouraged. Um, 
you know, thinking that her race season was just over, but she just kind of buried her head and just started riding a lot. You know, once she was able to get back on the bike, she just rode a lot. And, you know, her, her races gradually just kept getting better and better and better. And, um, yeah, I think she's setting herself up for an awesome season next year. So, Oh yeah. Yeah. Really, really fun girl, fun girl to ride with really good skills. Um, but yeah. And, and, and I'd say to Stuart and Lizzie, the reins are off now. You're recovered. Don't break any more bones. Like take that same grit and, and apply it to better circumstances next year and go be the state champion. Go get a pro contract because these guys, and I always tell people like being a professional cyclist isn't necessarily something I'd recommend, but if you want to do it, grit is more important than body composition, um, where you come from, any of those other factors. Like these guys have what it takes to be domineering cyclists because if you have that grit and the determination to keep going even when you have really horrible circumstances like breaking a major bone like a collarbone or a pelvis or something that's going to be a long-term injury um you have the grit to do anything yeah. you can do whatever you want so you just bravo. have to be ridiculously stubborn ridiculously stubborn bravo to you guys i can't i can't say i'm proud and of course like lots of other nominations here like i said isaac was nominated for this one as well um uh, we saw lots of good comebacks this year. So that goes for everybody. If you had a rough season and still made something of it, do it again. Keep, keep doing it. Um, uh, we're very, very proud of both Stuart and Lizzie. Um, moving on to coach of the year. This one's difficult because like the amount, like I said, and Dan, you'll back me up on this. The amount of gratitude that we have for everyone who coaches for this team is enormous. And everybody did an amazing job this year. I mean, we are so blessed to have the resources that we do with our with our volunteer coach. The amount of time that you guys spend unpaid and a lot of you being like really accomplished professionals too, where your time is, is a premium, like, um, and you, and you do this for free. Like we, we cannot thank you enough. And, and honestly, coach of the year is everybody who coaches. And this is one where I think pretty more people chimed in on this one than any other. And we had, I mean, we had a few pretty outstanding results that are pretty obvious, but a whole lot of coaches got nominated and a whole lot of coaches had really nice things said about them. In fact, I actually want to do an entire episode where we talk more about some of the cool things our coaches have done over the season and encourage 100%. more awesome coaching. Um, so yeah, this one was, it was tricky. And, 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 uh, like you said, in the end, in the end, we wanted to choose somebody. And so we've decided to highlight Amy Larkin and Pablo Tokars, um, pretty an outstanding wave of nominations for both of these coaches. And I think they, they really do exemplify like, you know, like the kind of excellence that we are proud to see in our coaches. So yeah, Amy, definitely. She must've like put out a campaign to get all her kids to vote for. I wonder if she like bought votes or something, you know, like you got a $15 <laughs> Venmo from Amy if you vote for her or something. Yeah. Um, Cause she managed to pull a lot of votes, which actually isn't surprising. She does just an awesome job. She really, really cares about her writers. Um, yeah, just awesome person, awesome coach and is really good at just making it fun. Oh yeah. A hundred, which is, which is like, you know, it was, again, that's another cliche, but like that is kind of the most important part, you know, like there are other miserable things that you can do that are less fun, but we chose this miserable thing because it is fun. Right. Yeah. You know, it's, and, and making it fun is not easy sometimes, you so, know, I'm sure everybody so, that's worked with Amy would back us up yeah, in saying I, that she's, I, I don't think that was a surprise to anyone really. No. And um, then, and then Pablo took ours. Pablo. Yeah. He's a good guy. He, uh, I, I think the reason he got votes is because he throws a little party after all of his rides. You can and, buy affection. That's okay. Yeah. That's not against the rules. Yeah, man. Like with his group, he would, <laughs> and, and I came to one and I'm like, and after I came, I'm like, man, I should have come to this one more often. Cause he'd buy like, 
cookies and drinks and chips and they would all sit in the parking lot and um and just have this little party that lasted a long time actually and they just all those rides sounded like so just sounded like so much fun so i think that was just awesome amazing you know like like and probably like and and to everyone like you you guys are making a really cool thing because this is something that's like productive and healthy for kids that are kind of at a vulnerable age to be doing, you know, that like to spend time going and exercising with your friends and then having a good, fun, happy social thing after, like that is as good as it gets. It, and, I'm, yeah. and he had one of the smaller groups in size, but I think his percentage of participation was much higher than, yeah. than most of the groups. So 100%. Yeah, way to Bra- go. Bravo to both of those people. Um, jumping through to our uh, uh, breakthrough category. Um, this is one where we had an overwhelming winner and I'm, I'm sure everybody would, would be united in saying that Helena Archibald had an incredible season. Bravo. You know, like, you know, I, I, and again, I wish I could nominate all of you for classiest writer because Helena also exemplifies that, but like what a superlative bike rider and racer. I, I, I don't know. You can't say enough good things about, you know, and like, this is a name that you, if you haven't heard this name, write it down. You're going to be hearing it more. Yeah, she had a great season. She wrote a lot, had a lot of fun, and just just made so many good close friends along the way. I think that's probably the coolest thing about Helena is how good she is at making friends. And she has she has writing buddies and friends all over this state now from her from her various Maybird groups, and um, just a super enjoyable person to ride with. And I was super stoked about her season. You know, she just she deserved a good season and. Yeah, Helena should be very proud of what she's achieved. And, like, and let me just say to those that have had a breakthrough season, you don't have breakthrough seasons every season. Yes, don't get used to this. Um, yeah, you know, but it, it does put you on another level that you can kind of maintain. Um, um, but yeah, enjoy it and, and, and stay on that new level and just keep keep rolling with 100%. it. A hundred percent. And the other, so we, we also want, we had a really hard time because we wanted to do two for each of these to recognize our, our male and female writers. Um, we decided here to highlight the entire Purple Boys team um, because like they, like the, I mean, how, like all of them were breakthroughs, you know, we were like, we'd have to have like an, like a, like an eight way tie, you know? Um, uh, well, pretty much all the, all the guys that like the, the freshman racers this year, like Maybird just dominated, dominated freshmen. Yeah, this year. which is like and a, boys a, and girls, like which is it's the category to watch. You know, like if if you know we don't really have talent scouts in cycling, but if we did, that's the only race you'd show up to. You know, to see like if you want to see who's going to be dominating varsity in a few years, like you know, it's it's going to be Maybard because they crushed it. Like, yeah, it, yeah, amazing to see all of them. You know, I I, get, I wish we could talk about all of you uh, individually because the performances are great. But yeah, that entire team killed it. Way to, way to go, guys. Um, you know, I mean, Dan, you had you had an opportunity to ride with them a little more than I did, and they just are unbelievably good. Yeah, they they just improved so much this year. It was exciting to see, and, and props to their coaches, and, and, and just, you know, they just get out and ride, and they have fun together. Um, you know, one kid, I'll, I'll shout out one in particular is Ben Bigwood, because um, I think when, when I got his Maybird application, he said something on there like basically his mom wanted him to sign up and he didn't really want to do it or something like that. He's actually a really... Which was a box we had to check, like, I'm doing this because my parents want just, to, you know. Uh, I, yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, and he was kind of more into the, the downhill type cycling and stuff, and that's kind of how he was, um, you know, what, what he had kind of grown up doing. He's actually really talented downhill type rider but you know he kind of got the bug and he started winning some races and loves doing long rides and 
And he actually just did the white rim one day with a whole group of adults this last weekend. And he was like the only, only young youth cyclist that did it with them. And he's just, he had just an, a really awesome breakthrough season and, and, um, kids going places, man. He's going, yeah, good, good all around rider. Definition of a breakthrough there. So yeah, yeah. bravo to you guys. Um, the, the next category of course is, is funnest rider. And it, it like, this is what I, I don't, I don't want to minimize this because it's, just, it's such a big deal to be, have fun people to ride with. Like if you didn't have fun people to ride with, would you ride as much? Well, having fun is seriously the secret to longevity in this sport. Cause once it stops getting fun and rewarding, you're not going to keep doing it, you know? And, and like I always like to say, if you're not having fun, you're doing something wrong. And I, I think that's so true. So this category isn't, this is a really important category. Yeah. I, and, and I think we, we could all agree. And I think everyone knows who's going to win it. Right? I, I think, yeah. Carly Webb and Zach Pulley, man, like overwhelmingly, both, if you've ridden with either of these people, you know, it's the best. And if you haven't, you're missing out and you need to, because like no one makes sitting on a bike, even when, even when you're on like a crappy ride, like I've been on so many rides with Zach that are like crappy and hard or really hot or cold. And there's a lot of climbing or something. He always has so much fun. Like, and like, I would say like Zach, Zach Pulley has golden retriever energy for me, just like the unrelenting, brutally stubborn determination to just have a good time. Yeah. I, every, cause I've done, I've done a lot of rides with Zach and he's coming a lot of our epicish rides. Oh yeah. And after every single ride, he was just like, Oh my gosh, that was seriously the most fun ride I've ever been on my life. And he would say that every single ride, every single ride, which and means you know you're doing something. I right. believe it. Right. Like that means he's doing, no one has as much fun on a bike as, as he does. And, and the same goes for Carly Webb. Carly just Webb. makes every ride so much fun. Um, I, I don't think I have, I don't, she might be my favorite person in the world. She's hilarious. My, <laughs> my favorite story about Carly Webb is one time I was on the sky bridges doing my own ride and Carly and Stella Gillespie ride by and they're riding by the other direction. They're like, hi Dan. And, and I wave and, and they rode past me and they both, both had tucked into their Jersey pockets one of those like Frazil things that you get at the gas stations. They were both riding with one of those tucked into their back pocket, you know? And I'm like, okay, that is like the coolest thing that I've is ever so seen. And it's not, and it's not like they're screwing around. Like they're, they've got that Frazil probably on like a hard interval ride or something. They, like, they, yeah. They rode a lot. They, they ride, ride lot. so much and it shows right. And in the insane results that they, they both achieved this year. Like those, those girls, if, if you ride bikes like they do, you're going to have a good time. Um, and again, like, I don't want to minimize this category as like some like throwaway, like this is everything, man. You know, like Zach Webb and Carly, Zach, and, or Zach, Zach Pulley and Carly Webb. It's been a long day guys. And it's only what? Two 30. Um, uh, Zach Pulley and Carly Webb will ride bikes the rest of their lives, you yeah. know? And like, that's not something I can say about it. Well, they better or my ghost will haunt them. There we go. Right. And that would be the worst ghost to have haunt you, you know, like over your bed in the middle of like mitochondrial density. Uh. Um, yeah, but bravo to both of you guys. Um, and then to move on to our final category, and this is one that I, I really pushed for having, um, and that is, is almost kind of hard to explain, is like the classiest rider. And we don't mean like who has the fanciest stuff that they wear and who has the, the best looking bike, because then I'd win. Um, we're, we're more thinking like who, 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 who are the people we want to like model like the ideal Maybird rider after? Who are the people that have, you know... Uh, and it's like just separate from results too. like who have just like the most, the most class on the bike, people who are like, every time they go on ride, they try their best. 
and they're 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 classy competitors who are who are a pleasure to compete with, who congratulate other people after races, who are mentors, who help people, who are willing to learn. Um, you know, and 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 this one, I I'm more. I think I'm more invested in this category than any, in any other. And, and I'm, I'm very pleased to announce that Joe Cochran and Ellie Creech are our classiest writers of the year. And, and for Ellie, I'd like to say in particular, the classiest writer, like of, of her entire high school career, this isn't just for this year. Um, and, and to start with Ellie, um, I don't think I've ever seen anybody try as hard as she does, you know, and, and like things like haven't always been easy for Ellie, you know, she's had to make, a harder effort and jump over to high, like jump over higher hurdles than a lot of people have. And, um, you know, I don't know if you, you put it down to just like a lot of talent or being really stubborn, but you know, she's killed it, you know, and, and this wrapping up her high school career here, I don't, I don't know what the future holds for Ellie, but, um, if you can put in a 10th of, of the class into your next, into the rest of your life as you did in your high school mountain biking career, you're going to do great things. Absolutely. Ellie's, Ellie's been through, through some hard things and, in this season, she actually had a hip surgery that really, really set her back, and and it was a really tough season for her. But she has consistently, I, yeah, she's just consistently a classy rider who I'm just so proud she wears Maybird gear when she's out riding because that's what we want people to see. So 100% in the same vein, I'm I'm so proud to see Joe Cochran in Maybird colors too, and and he's like when it, when it, when I when I want people when the people think of Maybird. I want him to think of, of people like Joe Cochran, you know, somebody who is like the consummate bike professional, who is who's not only like like eager to learn and to teach, but like puts it into practice. You know, like this is somebody who cares so much, who rides with so much class. Like I'm sure everybody who's raced against Joe will tell you that he is an absolute gentleman. Absolutely. And the thing I can say about Joe, one one thing my prediction for Joe is if he if he sticks with it when he's in his 20s 30s 40s 50s he's he's just going to be an amazing lifetime athlete i think he's you know he's got a pretty decent set of genes that i think will lend lend itself to being a really really spectacular rider throughout his life so yeah again he's off to a great start for sure i would never encourage anybody to be a professional cyclist because i've known enough to know that it sucks but like if he wanted to he could yeah, he could if he wanted to. I understand. You shouldn't because it's a bad idea. But well, if you wanted yeah. to, hopefully you could. he's like a doctor or something. Else. Right. Yeah. Go everybody. Go be go be lawyers and doctors and then ride bikes for fun. Don't and do then just try to look like professionals on the weekend. Yeah. And like and like Joe, like look, like watching states, he looks like a World Cup racer. Yeah, he does. You can always tell he's because and it's like I don't know if it's and it's the same with Ellie. Like the way that these people hold themselves on the bike, the way that they ride a bike is is um is amazing. Um, I, I, I would love to be half as classy as either of them are. So bravo, bravo to both of you. And again, like we want to highlight some, like, I think for me, like the Gibbons performance on Saturday and, you know, um, I I could, I could literally name like 20 people that I want to shout out right now. We don't have time to do that, but, um, bravo to everybody. It's been an amazing year and it's not over, but like, um, yeah, I'm, I'm so proud to be uh, associated with all of you. Okay. Yeah, so uh, tune in in like 30, 45 minutes. We'll be posting up the um, uh, the, the non-bike-related episode. We'll see if Dan and I can sink or swim outside of our oh, comfort man, zone. This is, I'm just warning, you're going to want your money back. It's going <laughs> to be, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're not going to do a uh, Patreon for this. How about that? Um, this isn't worth paying for. But I hope it'll be a good time. As always, if, uh, if there's anybody else you want to shout out or any other questions you have, you know where to send them. And stay tuned within hopefully the next hour. We'll have that next episode out. Thanks, folks.